I'm still trying to clear my throat all the time. Like, literally all the time. Let me clear my throat. Hum, hum, hum. Uh, I think we'd get sued if I put the uh, the music over that, but that's a great intro to a podcast, I feel like, except that people don't like that type of noise. You know what I mean? It is one of those sounds. It's one of those sounds, and and it's unfortunate that it's such a good phrase. Hello, and welcome back. 382 episodes of We Were Gamers, a podcast? Yes. I, get the, I was gone, so, mm-hmm. you know, we're back to my normal. I can't remember the number. I don't. I don't think that's a new thing for me. <laughs> no no how's it going guys welcome back to me i'm i'm here my voice is working it's andy jj's here hey michael's Good to here you, man band's back together yay um jj you guys texted the butterball hotline yeah uh we we used the internet to solve our issue of uh-huh. Um, how long to cook said turkey that we had and it said something similar like three and a half four hours or whatever a number uh, that seems way too low <clears throat> no it actually seemed a little bit like on the like perfect side but hmm. um we used a countertop oven have you ever have either of you ever used a countertop oven seen but never used seen but yeah never used. I, I don't know what is it just like it, like a like a toaster it, oven but bigger? No, it looks like it's a roaster, I guess technically, not an oven, but it looks like a square, large and fancier crock pot almost or like a slow cooker. Okay. Uh but massive and comes with like a liner and like stands for roasting things so that it's not sitting in the juices and all that sort of stuff. The problem with those is that they're Essentially, the air is circulating right on top of what you're cooking, not in a large area. Mm-hmm. And so the time is cut down drastically. <laughs> yeah, like it's convection almost or something, right? Um, well, convection uses a fan to push air. So I don't know. It, it, it essentially is like immediately steaming itself, right? Because the juice drops underneath and then there's no room. So our three and a half hours was... Uh, Done at two hours. <laughs> how yeah. big a how big a piece were you cooking? Eleven out, eleven pounds. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's just a breast. Uh huh. No, eleven pounds. No, full size full size turkey. Small, I don't know. Small small turkey. Small. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, I will tell you. I mean, you you listened. I'm sure, but the like we didn't wait for the response from the butterball hotline that came the next day. So it didn't help us at all. Yeah. It is fun missing the podcast and then being like, yeah, what'd they talk about? Oh, butterball and fantasy football and champions of the continent. And what you jet force Gemini over there, Michael? Yeah. Oh, deep So apparently the, uh, widescreen of that does not work. Really? Yeah. So the N64 games that they released through the, switch app for online or whatever it is. Um, they all have a adapted widescreen view. Uh, apparently it just does not function correctly. So just, I don't understand why bother though, you know, just play it in four by three. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, at this point, who cares? Um, kind of leads me to a retro question. I've been burning to ask you guys since Thanksgiving. Mm, okay. Are you in are you into it? Are we ready? Hit us with it. On Thanksgiving, I was discussing with a group who included friend of the pod Matt, uh which was a funny story meeting up with them in Northern California, which was weird. <laughs> Out of the comfort zone weird, not like weird meeting. Um you know, when you meet someone where you're not used to it, that kind of thing. It was fun. Uh we got to talking about games because you do. And someone said something along these lines. I've been feverish and it's been a while, but it was basically like, oh man, if they still made games for that, I would still play it, you know, mm-hmm. um, regarding, I think the SNES or something like that. And my question, and I think I, I want to, pr- I'll pose the question then I'm going to preclude something. If a system were to get revived by a first party, 
which one do we think it should be? I don't mean like what Nintendo's doing, and that's why I wanted to talk about it right after this. Nintendo porting the games to another system is great for people to be able to play them later and emulate them and preserve them and play their games without having to have old hardware. But what if they were to bring back, and maybe the mini consoles count, you guys debate that, but what if they were to bring back a any console? What if the PlayStation 1 were to get made again and make discs for them? Which one should it be? I guess the question is, like, making the thing and putting the discs out is all well and good. Who's going to buy it? And what discs or, or what carts? Yeah. Right, because if we if we have to go with the like, ah, Nintendo is going to put out Nintendo's first party games again on the cart. It's like, do you need a, a different copy of Super Mario World, man? Like, I think I think we got it. You know, um, you know, for people that want the physical cart, that's great. But I can't imagine there's that many people that want that. I imagined in my mind a version of like. Maybe an NES coming back and they had not the huge carts, but, you know, smaller like switch style carts or something like that. You know, new box art, new this, new that, new kind of like redesigned versions of. And I was thinking and hoping, you know, that it would be something along the lines of like an Atari improved Atari or something like that. I couldn't yeah, think I of know. which one people would actually buy. I think that's the real problem, right? Well, yeah. you see you see the the market for higher end emulator consoles or yeah, I'm specifically thinking about like analogs consoles, right? Like that you can dump a cart straight into those and play them or you can run ROMs on them. They're all I mean, high that- quality, etc. So there's there's a small market for the idea of being able to play the things again. So is there a market in not just doing the mini consoles, which are like, you know, raspberry pies? I think the, the important distinction there is stuff like the analog is a hardware emulator and the hardware is what's being emulated. And then you just run the software normally. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, you know, a software emulator, which there's a billion options to do. You play it on your phone for goodness sakes. Right. Um, and so if you're talking about stuff like that, I think that market might already be covered by people like analog, you know, I, do you want Nintendo coming back? I mean, I guess they already did sort of with their little mini consoles. Right. Yeah. But then also so saying there... that now you also have to buy the carts from us again. Right. I don't well, know if anyone wants that. Is there a market for them to sell miniaturized carts or whatever that are super not expensive or whatever? I mean, it doesn't take much to buy an Amiibo. I don't know if you could price them along the lines of like, Hey, do you want to like a cool little system that plays the games for like 15 bucks a pop? They're somewhat retro styled. Uh, maybe there isn't, maybe there isn't a market for this area of, of things. Yeah. I think it's just going to be too hard to hit price points like that because if you definitely could get to $15, right. I think that you might definitely have something, right. Cause that's cheap enough. You know, or, or even like $25, right? That's cheap enough that you could, you know, buy it on a whim, give it to someone as a gift, you know, but grandma could buy it for kids or whatever. That kind of stuff is so, that price point is so accessible. But I think the reality of the hardware and the licensing and all the people that would have to be involved in making something like that happens just means the price can't possibly get that low. There you have it unachievable but it would be cool like i would love a miniature or even more miniature playstation one that played like i don't know i guess it would have to be the size of a normal cd because i don't think you could get it smaller than that. well what if what what if what if the playstation one but the games came in carts this time you know like we could do that now you just have the playstation one and and you just pop in carts or or something yeah that, that ruins some of the fun though right the like spinning yeah. nature of the disc and the like fact that it could skip and the fact that there was like popping the cds in and out was one of the 
like feelings of playing that game or that oh. that console for me anyway. Yeah. yeah, that moment when you got to the load next disc screen, load next and then you had to wait because that disc you could hear the disc spinning feverishly yeah. trying to load. <laughs> this this right here, this part of this was the beginnings of this conversation of the the lack of physicality of those mini consoles was a reason two of the people oh, in that conversation, myself included, in that did not buy them it was because it's like. Yeah, but what's the difference between the Nintendo version of the mini console and my Steam Deck? You know, they're, they're, the physicality... Yeah, very little. The, well, so the physicality of my Game Boy, of my analog pocket, of the one or two systems I still have, the nostalgia of what you're talking about, physically manipulating what you're going to do next was one of the things that really kept us from engaging with those things. So we didn't, you know, we started fumbling with, think with terrible ideas about how we could, how we could <laughs> make those types of things. I definitely think there's maybe enough market for Nintendo or Sony or whomever to still sell old controllers. Oh yeah. Because the feel of an NES controller is yeah, it's part of the experience, right? And so if you're playing that thing and you have to use a Steam Deck, a PS3 controller, a DualShock, whatever, you know, an Xbox Elite, whatever you have to do, you know, that's not going to feel the same way as holding an NES controller in those like purple and gray colors in your hands. And so Nintendo, like, I think they would be wise because guess what? Don't even change anything. Just sell it the same as it was. Everyone makes adapters to plug those things into PCs or USB or whatever. We've got we've and, got Nintendo and Eight Bit Doe making both of both of those companies making two point four wireless versions of those controllers now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, uh, like totally with the GameCube stuff and WaveBirds. Like, oh yeah, all that oh dude, bring back the WaveBirds, somebody. All that stuff is hugely important. I think they still well they used to with Smash, right? I don't know if that's still a thing. Anyway, WaveBirds are awesome. The, that stuff is like there's a market there and there will be people who want to continue playing those consoles or playing using the same controller on a PC or whatever else, you know, I mean, Bluetoothing it to your phone, whatever, for a long time. Way more of those people than would want the physical console itself, I think. Free shout and out. That seems the, like uh, that seems like a business idea to me right there. Yeah. Well, free shout out to the retro fighters people who remade the N64 controller into a very nice, comfortable, um, modern style layout where it moves the buttons around and there's no center stick and all that sort of stuff. Very, very good ideas. Uh, keeping those types of controllers alive. Uh, Diablo four, you play on a controller, JJ, and I don't know how you do it. I tried and I hated it. It's really easy. I mean, I guess uh, I don't know what you build you're playing. That probably has a big effect. Yeah, it's a um, lightning ice um, sorceress build, I guess. Okay. I think there uh, is something to be said, at least for the last time I played Sorcerer, which was when the game first came out. Uh, you got a lot of like directional stuff and doing Very that much. as a sorcerer might be with a mouse. Doing that with a controller might <laughs> be okay rough. Right no, nah, man, <laughs> my brain decided to, <laughs> it didn't want to do it. And I did, you had to force it through. I love the, the mid sentence shutdown. I've been doing that all month and it has not been a very long month. So, you know, but so, uh, th you know, I'm playing, uh, I have been playing Necromancer more recently in that game okay. uh, and it is uh, much easier I'll say <laughs> to play with the game pad because you only have a few buttons uh, you know it's like one of the buttons is make the, the skeleton monsters and then the other button is cast the spear and then the other button is cast the curse which makes the skeleton monsters go attack yeah um so with that, it's like, I think I could button mash the combo fine with the like, okay, first ice block, then teleport in, then freeze, then jump out, then cast. But then when you get to the cast problem of shooting chain lightning 
if there isn't a very close creature with the controller in the direction you want to cast, I find myself moving like there's there's a staff I had where it's like stand still and you do thirty percent more damage. So like while I'm on my keyboard, Ooh, I just yeah. I just hold, hold shift. shift, right? Yeah. But yeah, um, the, I don't know. I you can yeah. rebind a bunch of stuff on the controller and change a bunch of like, you know, I'm sure you could change uh, one of the buttons to like hold still, uh-huh. but you kind of need all the buttons to cast your abilities and stuff. So I don't know that I, you would want to. Yeah. Um, definitely not ideal for certain kinds of play styles for sure. Yeah. Um, I've um, I've hit chapter five. I think there's seven. Um. I'm liking the story. It's good. The Tree of Whispers is is pretty cool. Okay, so you did the Tree of Whispers stuff. Um, do you know what you what's what's up in the story? I'm trying to remember where you are. Oh, uh, yeah, I do. I don't know. Spoiler. What what's our level of spoiler stuff here that we're worried about? Um, we have. You know, not many if you people care, play these games for the story. That's true. If you <laughs> care about the story, just skip ahead about a minute, Michael. You, you earmuffs. Yeah, I'm good. uh we we killed elias for real okay the the dude's dead and his head is on the tree i gotcha okay you're moving along for sure you're definitely getting there yeah so you know we'll we'll get there um what level are you 40s in 42 42 maybe so i don't know if i'll hit paragon before the end of the game or if I have to unlock it by doing that dungeon first. Or is no, that only you, world no. world tiers that are unlocked by that dungeon? Yeah, my th- I believe the world tiers are the only thing that are unlocked by doing that dungeon. And I think the dungeon quest, the quest for that dungeon unlocks when you hit 40. Like okay. 10 before the, the recommended level for the dungeon. <clears throat> I found um, the best websites in the world. So I think I shouted some of them out already. One was uh, D4 d4builds.gg slash map for the interactive map so you can keep track of your uh, altars or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the other mm-hmm. one I found, let me click this button, some website named Charlie Intel, which I have a feeling is a World of War or a Warzone war reference. Uh, I don't know the website. I'm not going to suggest them. But they did do the work of correlating dungeons and quests. Oh, useful. Yeah, so like, go get this quest before you go to this dungeon kind of deal. Um, Another thing is that a lot of the quests are, a lot of those are side quests. Yeah, oh, they're all side quests, basically. Yeah, and the side quests don't matter. (laughs) Sure, Uh, sure. They they matter in so much as if you want to get like all of the reputation levels in that area or whatever, you're Mm -hmm. probably going to need to do most or all of them. Yeah. Um, but also those things don't matter. Once you get above like level two or three, whichever one it is that gives you that last skill point, three. the stuff above that is just gravy. It's who yeah. cares? Yeah. But three takes a little bit of work. So something I, I wanted to find out if somebody had done and they did it. So you know what? I'm free, free advertising. Thanks for doing work. You know, uh, I'm learning uh, that. Yeah. Great. That's, that's very useful. I didn't even know that someone had done that. That's actually awesome. Very smart. Uh, you also grind that reputation every time you do like nightmare dungeons and dungeons in those zones. Oh. So if you're just running, if you're just running those dungeons just to do them to get experience or to get glyphs or to get whatever other stuff that they give you, uh, you get a little bit, a little bit. Okay. But the game is all about grinding and doing stuff over yeah, and over again. That's, so that's the deal, right? Uh, don't know if I'll stick through Paragon. I got a lot on my plate. But not so much Rogan. on my plate as the gentleman that I saw at Costco this week. Are you ready to adjourn the court? Adjourn? I've been waiting to hear this story. Hear ye, hear ye. The food oh. crimes court is back in session. Uh, I've done the wrong direction. Adjourn means to end. But uh, we're going to adjudicate, since we're going to use another A word. Adjudicate a crime. i got to set the mm-hmm. stage for you just for a second. We're at the Costco. The Costco has a food court. And in so much as I like the Costco food court, you have to assume that the foods are not initially very healthy. And so it's harder to make the food there a crime, in my opinion. 
right? Yeah, they're, they're known okay. quantities. I feel. I feel. You know that you're not you're not having if you a if nutritious a ch- meal. Yeah, you got a chicken bake on your plate. You eat, it's full of Caesar dressing and cheese. Come on, we're not yeah. we're not looking for high class living. I'm not going to judge people for what looks like their hot dog. However, I saw a gentleman walk by me dabbing his slice of pepperoni pizza with napkins for which to remove grease. Understandable, seen before, acceptable, smart even. Yeah, I do this sometimes. Yep. No problem. We're good. A few minutes later, when cleaning our place and taking our trash, I walked by the condiment station and said gentleman was at the condiment station with his back to me, I assume having gone back for seconds to get a hot dog. For to his plate he had poured relish and was in the middle of spiraling ketchup. He then turned around and that same uneaten slice of pepperoni pizza turned towards me and was completely green and red on top. (laughs) There was no hot dog in sight. He had not wrapped the pizza around something as if it were a bun. It was just relish and ketchup on top of pepperoni pizza. I submit such as a crime. E, wow. Was 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 there a child with him? Nope. Feels like lost a bet. Is this a grown adult? This is a, a I'm going to make it even worse for you. Uh I really feel like I was going to leave this out of the story, but uh he may have been on a lunch break from a restaurant nearby as he was in a full sous chef's outfit. The only explanation I can come up with, which is not even a good explanation, and I don't really know if it's worth even uttering, is that this man just needed so many calories so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I watched him for a bit to see if maybe he was hungover or drunk. But it did not appear. Yeah. Okay. I got nothing, man. That seems real bad. I can't. Just in the taste profiles. I can't. I could. I I almost gave him the ketchup. Almost. Like people put ketchup on eggs. I've done it now a couple times because my cousins do it. And it's like, okay, I get it. I get the flavors here. Not my favorite thing. I'd rather have Tabasco. It's a similar profile without the, the sugariness little bit of heat you know so like i get it right maybe ketchup what's the relish about yeah they're both so sweet yeah and i feel like the the i mean the ketchup even the tomato on tomato with the different flavor profiles i feel like would just be weird i mean i okay but i i really i don't want to give it to the guy because i don't i still don't like it but there's not that much tomato sauce on a Costco pizza. Yeah, I I honestly often wish I could order less cheese and more sauce, but it's what it is. It's one of those like New York style slices where it's mostly just cheese on floppy bread. I I look, I I can we, you know, Michael, are are you even going to attempt to argue that this isn't a crime? It feels no, pretty no. pretty crime. <laughs> pretty okay, crime. So what's what's the rule here? That's the next question. Why is it a crime? I couldn't figure out why it was a crime, but I knew it when I saw it. And unfortunately, that's not in the penal code yet. I knew it when I, I mean, saw it. I mean, if you ask the Supreme Court, there's definitions for I certain kinds I of things it. that that's true. fall yeah. under that statute, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but I think that, uh, you know, we are the Supreme Court of food, certainly. So that that's within our if purview if we felt we, we needed we, to. We also have the power to be better. Let me just say. Fair, you know what I mean? <laughs> not that hard. Not that hard. Somebody, somebody, buy this man a hot dog. Wow, 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 wow. We That's will not accept bribery, man. Michael. Come on. <laughs> uh, but I think you know. It, okay, look. If he was just taking a bit of relish and putting it on the pizza, a squirt of of ketchup and putting it on the pizza, one you or probably the other. wouldn't have even not both said even both. No, you probably wouldn't have said anything. Mm. You would have been like, that's weird. Mm. And then we would have had a discussion about how it's weird. But the fact that he drowned the plate in it, it was is what's telling you that it's a problem. Sincerely, right? I'm not trying to over exaggerate. There was a visible spiral of ketchup 
on top of what looked to be a blanket of relish on top of pizza. It was hideous. It looked like Christmas on a plate. There was food under it. He was supposed to Did eat, he it. eat it. Yes. You saw him pick it up. I, I dragged my feet enough to watch him eat a few bites before I decided that we needed to leave. Yeah, reasonable. <laughs> Why would you be around something like that? Horrible. Yeah. I didn't want my uh my 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 people in tow, my responsibilities to get any bad ideas. <laughs> they were impressionable. You don't wanna Yeah, yeah you don't you want know, them if they see something like filth. that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, look, if you had taken like a squirt of, of ketchup on pizza, I don't think that sounds any good. No, but I, you know, people yeah. eat all kinds of weird stuff. Sure. Okay. Uh-huh. Relish on pizza also sounds bad, but eh, you know, okay, sure. If, if they're drowning it, something else is going on and it's like, if this bad. was 2020, <laughs> if this was 2020, I might've said maybe they got COVID and they can't taste anything. Maybe they yes, still don't have a sense of taste, but then yeah, clearly kind of hard to work as a sous chef. Hey, he was dressed in all black. I don't remember what you call that outfit, but it was the full. It was the full outfit. So unless it was Halloween in his head, he was definitely working nearby in a in a restaurant of some kind. Oh boy, I think I the only I... way it's not a crime is if maybe you got it in a blind bag, a mystery bag, let's say. I was going to say if it was like a dare and someone was forcing him. That's to why eat I this. asked about losing the bet. <laughs> yeah. Well, did anyone dare you to buy a mystery bag of alcohol, JJ? No, I, I did, did this yourself? to myself. <laughs> uh, but this was a fun little adventure. Um, you know, we went on a vacation a little bit for the, the Thanksgiving holiday. And while we were out there, uh, we were chilling, watching, I think, college football. Maybe it was basketball. There was a lot of college college sports on that weekend. It seems like um, he, despite having multiple pro football games that people are really invested in, college sports overtakes that all during Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, it, it helped that I'm with the number one high school and college uh, basketball specifically obsessed person that I know in my life. <laughs> uh, and they are, you know, they're like, oh, there's a tournament. These teams are playing. I really want to watch these games. And so, you know, that's what was on the majority yeah. of the time. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, while I'm doing that, I'm sitting there, you know, looking for deals as they occur on, you know, the the Black Friday, uh, which, I mean, this is a whole separate topic, but like kind of weren't any deals. I don't know. You guys, do you even I, see anything that looked good? I found some stuff that I was waiting for to go on sale and they went on what to me was minor sales. Like I, I definitely passed up that deal earlier in the year kind of thing, you know, but I took a peek at like micro center and a couple other places. And like none of the PC stuff was on decent deal. Hardly anything was like uh, hardly anything was an impulse buy this year. I think, I don't know if Michael had the same experience, but it was like, eh, there's nothing out there. That's such a good deal that I can't, it, none of them that I did get were any better than other times during the year. So why, why pull the trigger on anything else? Yeah, I felt a little bit of that this year. Yeah. And I think that's sort of where I was landing uh, until I found this deal on a local uh, liquor stores, Facebook. They have a Facebook group that I'm a part of, which by the way, local, I mean, local to I, you, not I, local to where you were. Yes, local okay. to my, yeah, and not even that local to me. I mean, it's a little bit of a drive, but you know, San Diego area, let's say. Yeah, no, just just in general, uh, not, not specific, but like not. Well, where let me you tell were. you, let me tell you, for those of you out there who are interested, if you're interested in trying to like hunt bourbon and find rare Don't bottles it. and stuff, hobby, and you're taking whiskey that I want to find later. <laughs> well, fair enough, but you need to be in these groups, Andy. <laughs> it's not possible to find this stuff without these other people, man. Yeah, I just don't. There are these people that are just like too dedicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, a lot of them are just like, "Hey, I found this. I didn't want it. Here it is." And then you just go there, <laughs> and then you get the oh, stuff really? that they didn't want, right? Wow. Yeah, in a lot of cases. Okay. Um, so you know, it's worth uh, joining those kinds of groups for that purpose. However. This store, uh, their group is, you know, they post like their store picks. They post, you know, they sell them to the group first and then they go on sale on their website after. 
Uh, so it's really convenient to get quick access to that stuff. You can get a lot of cool stuff that way. But for Black Friday, they did these, um, I think they called them taterific holiday bags. I don't know if you're aware of the term tater. Like potato? I guess that's where it comes from. I'm not really sure the, the origin of the phrase, but it's basically like people who are, or uh, bottles that are like really highly sought after or overhyped to some degree, or just like stuff that everybody wants that people are always talking about, you know? Why are people looking for potatoes? I don't know. Very it's confusing. the term that comes up for it, you know? Okay. The joke uh, a few years ago was that Trader Joe's one was a tater bottle because, you know, all the, the people would buy them up and then try to flip them and be like, oh, look at these these sick Trader Joe's models. You know, it's Buffalo Trace or whatever and like make a bunch of silly things in there. Anyway. The, it was good. So the stores, it wasn't worth paying aftermarket for. God, no. And like, you know, don't pay aftermarket on anything, people. What yes. do people do? Don't do that. Well, I mean, do you do you, but but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not worth it in my book. Yeah. So certainly don't uh, do it as an investment. Right. A thousand, thousand, thousand percent. Uh, so the store posted this like, hey, here's a link. We're going to do these mystery bags. We're going to sell 75 of them here. It, and every bag is going to contain one highly sought after bottle. And then a number of other bottles to round out the price of whatever the highly sought after bottle is, plus these other ones to make the total that you're paying, which is 250. Yeah. That seems reasonable. They okay. post the list. So you're not getting the a highly... deal deal, except if you go into it's a deal if you're get... pricing. Right. And of course they would tell you like, Hey, don't flip the bottles. Like, don't do not. that. We're yeah. doing this for our, our fans. We're doing this for our, you know, the people who come and support us. You know, we want to make a fun thing out of it. You know, don't be a jerk and go flipping this stuff. Buy it, enjoy it, share it, you know, do whatever you want. But, you know, drink trade it, it with other people, I guess. Drink it. Yeah. Uh, so the bags will have, you know, some of the MSRPs of these bottles is like, you know, $60, $70. And some of them are up to like, you know, 210 <laughs> It, it, some of them even up to like almost uh, two thirty, I think, was the highest priced one. And they post a list of all the seventy five bottles and how many of them there are. Some of them there's only one. Some of them there's like four or five. Um, a couple had six, right? I think six is a case for for hard alcohol. Uh, um, yes, it is. That's correct because um, when I found the Trader Joe's, it was in a case of six sitting on the floor, yep. and they were like, "Do you want the whole thing?" I said. Uh, yes, but no. Yeah, I do, but that's like over $200. Uh, let's be reasonable. I'll buy three. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. So reasonable, Andy. I don't blame you at all. I mean, it's got to last uh, a year. There you go, right? And it's like the best one. <laughs> it's so cheap and so good. The the quality and uh and price really hit together on that one specifically. So it's really I can't can't fault you. Uh yeah. so yeah, they post the list, they post how many of each bottle there is, they post what so like effectively you can look at that list and you go, okay, if I paid two hundred and fifty for just this, because you don't know what you're gonna get for any of the other stuff. The the person said, like, hey, I guarantee none of the other stuff is gonna be like complete trash that nobody wants. I'm not gonna give you like a one seventy five of fireball. Or some vodka you've never heard of, or whatever. It's going to be like whiskey that is, you know, like standard releases, standard Buffalo Trace, standard Old Forester, standard, you know, other bottles that exist out there that are just like normal 100 proof, like nothing interesting whiskey, right? So you're guaranteed to get like some baseline level of other stuff that's probably fine, and then one rare thing. So you look at that list and you're like, all right, if I spent $250 basically for just this one thing, would I feel okay if I got it, right? Because that's the, look at that list and see the worst thing on there, the one that you like the least, right? Okay, yeah. And then go, if I got this, would I be okay? Or you know, this plus like one or two other things. Exactly. Would or I be another okay? balance, yeah. Say, say that again, Michael, balancing. I was going to say that, that being what the balance of what you were paying for, right? Yeah, the worst thing on the list plus the whatever they put in to bring it bring it up to the two fifty. I have a thought right. here, and and I think Michael, you probably 
you've played like games where this might matter more, but in games, sometimes when you're looking at like, like gambling in a game on stuff, like on items or whatever, I tend Mm -hmm. to look at the bottom portion of the pool and assume I'm going to get one of the things in like the bottom five and Mm -hmm. then not decide based on like, Oh, I could get any of these 15 things that I do like out of 20, but I'm going to get one of these five. Are they at all worth what I'm, what I'm spending or what I'm gambling away? Yeah. Totally the right mindset. So I'm looking at it. I go, okay, like I think I would probably be pretty happy with basically everything on this list, right? There were one or two that I would be like not that interested in. I wouldn't be upset. I don't think anything on the list was bad, right? So if even the I got the very worst thing that I wanted the least on the list, still would have been cool and interesting and maybe I would like it. Who knows? I've never had it, right? Was there enough in the bad stuff, quote unquote bad stuff, less expensive stuff on the list that you would look at it and be like, well, if I pull that, so then I, I think also the, get a nice balance of better stuff with it. Yeah. So that is definitely something, right? Like, uh, because the MSRP on some of them is lower. Also, I mean, like, to be fair, some of those ones are also relatively rare. They have very low MSRP, but very high desirability. And so they're just like impossible to find because of that. Right. And so yeah. it's like, well, okay, if I got one of these, like, yes, I get this, this rare one, which is cool. Cause I, you know, I can't ever find it. But then I also get some nicer things to go along with it. And that's cool. Maybe I would get some, you know, a, a craft whiskey or, you know, someone that I'd never heard of a uh, single malt or something, right? Like stuff like that. And that would be interesting in its own right. So I, I think I was pretty much in on it and I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. We'll go for it. But, you know, they're like, hey, we're going to bu- build these bags over the next couple of days. We have the, you know, the the rare bottle list here and you know, we'll post when they're ready, probably Monday morning. And this is, you know, the fr- the day after Thanksgiving. So it's like, all right, but I'm on vacation. And I'm not going to be able to get to this store on Monday. I probably won't be able, you know, we're not coming back until later that weekend. We have stuff going on. I probably won't be able to get there until the next weekend. And if they're doing blind bags, do you need to pick first or do you want to wait and pick last? <laughs> Ooh. Are they, because, are they marking off what's been open for each person that picks up? So I know, uh, it, so it, as it turned out, at least the guy was paying attention to some of the like more highly desired stuff. Were they I, posting it? Because they would post pictures of people opening stuff to uh, some of them, but not everything. But they weren't posting like this one's gone. Uh, well, they're posting pictures and you can see the thing that people open. It's clear in the photo, right? Right. So when someone got like um, the old Fitzgerald decanter, you know, that was like one of the first ones that was opened. Like that was clear that that was gone. That was a one of in the entire 75, right? Okay. Uh, you know, someone got like a bottle of old Carter, which is like another $200 bottle. You know, that one was was gone. Um so he did, but also some of them were shipped to people in other states or other Whoa. areas. Uh-huh. So you, he didn't know exactly. Like he was FaceTiming people apparently and like letting them look at the ones that hadn't been picked from. And then, <laughs> you know, saying, all right, like you get this one, I'll mark it down for you and not give it to anybody else or whatever. And then Man, shipping it. This is super on the edge of what I would imagine they could do legally. <laughs> uh, I mean, you've paid, uh, it's a, you know, they have a, uh, they're a liquor store. They, sh- they sell liquor, right? Yeah. They can ship to some states. Mm-hmm. This is within their, their license that they sell online. So it's not, you know, any less li- illegal than anything else they do, right? Okay. I'm, I'm not saying they did anything illegal. It just seems like, wow, I, I wonder how hard that is to do and how not to break the rules doing it. That's, yeah, that's neither I, here like, nor there. Forget about it. Yeah. This is a side so, thought. Um, but, you know, he's keeping track of, like, some of the things he knows that are in there. And so by the time – and then, you know, I had no choice, right? So we weren't going to be able to go until the next weekend anyway. So it's like, all right, well, I'll go for it. And I guess we'll just see what's left by the time I get there. And so, like, you know, during the week, they're posting a photo or two every couple days or, you know. And so I'm wondering, like, how many are even going to be left? Am I going to be the last person to come in? a decent question, you know. People got to think yeah, about it for not, a second. Yeah. And it's, you know, they sold all 75 that day. But, oh. you know, over the over the course of several hours, it's not like, you know, 
snap your fingers and they were all gone, right? Sure. Because you can't just like throw 250 out there without <laughs> thinking about it a little bit at least, right? Sometimes. Sometimes you can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 250 for this. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, so we go out there on Saturday and we walk in and there's like five left. And, you know, I'm talking to the guy and he's also, you know, he's super nice and he's like, oh, yeah, so, so fun, you know. Uh, the only rule is if you open it and there's a bottle of fireball in it, like the, he's, some of them he'd been putting like little, um, I don't know, slightly larger than shot sized bottles of fireball. Uh oh. Yeah. 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 Um, and like the little plasticky ones, you know? And he's yeah. like, yeah, I imagine that's the like, the ones okay, for the plane. Ended- yeah. 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 <laughs> like that size and slightly bigger, right? Sure. Uh, it, he's, that's the like, oh, your total, like, I, I added the MSRPs up of these and it's like $4 short here, right? Like, <laughs> that's how you fix that, right? That's that kind of thing. Um, And he's like, the only rule is if you open your bag and it has one of those, you have to open it and drink it before you can leave the store. <laughs> it's rough. Uh, and he's like, I was like, okay. <laughs> um, You know, he's like, just wanted to let you know, you know, that's the rule I'm, I'm setting, you know, and it's like, okay, whatever, you know. Uh, but he's like, you know, there's five here. I don't know everything that's gone, but I know two things that aren't gone. And one of them was, um, a, uh, a Weller single barrel, which is oh. like a really hard bottle to find. Beautiful. And the other one it, he said is the old Forester birthday bourbon. He knew was still there also. also and he's like, beautiful. and then honestly, don't ask me because I don't, I, I put these all on the shelf, but I have no idea which one is which anymore. And I don't remember what else is there. So don't even try. (laughs) And, you know, they're like, there's a bunch of them on the shelf, right? There's five total. There's like two on this shelf, one on the shelf below, two next to each other on the, on the third shelf. And then the last one is like way down on the far end by itself. So it's like, now you got a one in five chance here. Which one do you pick? Because you can think uh, about it like, okay, well, do I want like, if I think I'm going to get one that has a lower MSRP, look for the bag that's slightly fuller because there's probably more bottles in it, maybe. Maybe. Or, or do you I not think, want that? Do you want I think it's less bottles in it? It's loca- I think it's location psychology is the thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Right? I Hit would go... strategy, right? I would go in the big group. I would pull... I would pull from the middle of the big group. Yeah, I think the, less... I was leaning towards that one off by itself. Uh, yeah. But then uh, my wife talked me out of it into one of the ones in the big group. Okay. It turned out that that was the right call because I opened the one of Old Forester uh, Birthday Bourbon. There you go. Nice. I don't um, know. Where, where would you have picked there, Michael? I don't know. Uh, I think I might have done the same. You know, I, I assume that group. assume that something good was hiding in the group rather than the one that's that's trying to lure you by, by being off by itself. It really feels like the group, right? The group is the answer for having a better chance at variety in terms of something being left in in it. I don't mm-hmm. know why that is because it shouldn't Would you matter. Trust it shouldn't, right? Knowing that some of these bottles have distinctive shapes, mm-hmm. would you be looking at the sides of the package and be like, ooh, is this the thing sticking out from the side there? I or see. would you think that that also could just be like hands like moving stuff around it's, and not? What are we like, talking about? We're talking about like paper game. paper bags or? Yes, they, they were yeah. in like paper bags. paper shopping bags effectively, right? So enough, not thick enough that you could see move like, you know, it was clear that they had been like, you know, uh, folded over and stapled at the top. So you could still see the, the sides a little bit, but you know, it is also like paper. It's very easy to change if you breathe on it the wrong way, you know? Yeah. This is, this. it's the blind bag game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So it was, it was a fun uh, little thing. And I would say that we won pretty good uh, in, in there, you know, that was a, one of the, they only had yeah. one of these in the whole thing. Yeah. You win. Uh, yeah. It tastes real good, I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> good for you. Ask, have you opened it up? Opened it. I opened way. it. Hell yeah, I opened it. We tried some. It was great. 
Uh, not even a high proof. It's like 97 or 98 or something like that. Relatively nice. low. Okay. Um, very interesting looking bottle. Um, but yeah, very cool. Um, fun we experience. Accidentally, we were on our, uh, our Thanksgiving trip. You might find this interesting is uh, I brought a bourbon that was from Washington state. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think it's I'm trying to remember the distillery. Woodenville. Woodenville's the distillery. And I had gotten a bottle of like 90 proof from them and it was okay. I was using it for drinking in mixers and stuff like that as a, mm-hmm. as my bourbon um, after trying it a couple times. But we ended up at a house that had another bottle of it and it was like cask proof. And I've never tasted a cask proof that tasted so smooth before. <laughs> it's it was, interesting, uh, right? Yeah, it was very strange how eh, it went from eh to like, oh, that's really good. So kind of a surprise there when you think that you've got something that most people don't, you know, wouldn't know. And then, oh, no, I have a bottle of that, you know. So it's pretty di- it's pretty interesting. The the difference a few points of proof can make also. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you've tried it, uh, you know, the like scotch thing where you take a dropper and you put some water in it and then change yeah. the proof just a little bit. And then the flavor profile changes completely. Yeah. The reverse mm-hmm. is very interesting also. Right. It's just harder to do. Well, do we think that a few points of difference are going to change EX Millard from not pull to pull? It sounds like there's a few points of difference. Michael. Yeah, I uh I don't know. I I haven't seen a description yet of what the uh what the the ads to his kit will be and whether or not it makes him uh, a worthwhile pull. I the think kit. the general consensus on uh on both of the EX units we're getting is that they were skips. Well, these are kind of a surprise too. I was I was waiting for either a good break to use surprise from the blind bags <laughs> or find <laughs> another transition. So we had a lot of transition options here, JJ. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, I think I think the only surprise is that we're getting them this week. That's the big surprise, right? I think they were Christmas units, I guess. They're Christmas themed, yeah. So yeah. it was definitely going to be in the next two or three weeks here. Yeah, so um, do, do you follow enough to know then? If, does that mean we're getting some sort of huge unit by the end of the year? Uh, I don't, I think it's everything that I have seen is still speculation. Um, I think that what's at the top of a lot of people's lists, at least in terms of what they're guessing at is that we'll get Leon in Mm. the sacred blaze banner. Oh, good. Uh, A skip. Cause I don't pull sacred blaze. Yeah. His utility has, has kind of been, uh, shaken up by the buffs to, uh, the Ian version of Roland, uh, and then whether or not people have Krauser. So, um, I, I think some people are kind of split on whether they decide to pull for Leon or wait until, uh, Detrina gets added, uh, to the sacred blaze and then pull at that point and see, you know, uh, pull to the 6,000 and see what they hit along the way. Mm. Uh, you guys did some COTC chat last week. Uh, most of which I really liked, uh, the story though. Now we are all caught up. I don't. I don't like. I don't. I don't. I want. I want to go back in time. I don't. Like, I don't like it anymore. You don't like this timeline. I don't like yeah. this timeline anymore. I get it. Like they had to show the characters that it was possible to redeem characters for the end of this arc, right? They got to. We got to redeem Santos or whatever. Um. But it was really out of the left field, literally out of the left of the screen. Uh, way to do it! Oh, <laughs> there's a there's a Millard talking over me, and yeah, my I'm talked over my joke because I accidentally clicked the YouTube video. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, I don't know. Like, she must I, really I, love that guy, right? I, That's all I, I can say. I kind of uh, I understood what you guys meant about. The extra, to me, it wasn't extra, right? Clicking those journals. I guess it could have been extra if you didn't want to click the journals, especially after you clicked the first one and understood what they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they put them right there. And I just, how do I not click them and read them? What? And like, 
they're most of the story of the chapter. If you don't read those, nothing happens. <laughs> like you don't learn very much about, you know, you you see the the cutscene at the end and fight the fight the boss, but kind of it's a nothing chapter if you don't get a lot of that backstory, you know? It was a little strange yeah, too, agree. right? Like the story was like we're going in. We're we're in the front door. Uh-oh, fight. And then he's gone. We got to go back and regroup. Like, oh, all right. A little stall here in our story storyline. Definitely felt like the, oh, God, we need to get one more chapter in here. Uh, where do we cut something? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that the fight was very hard either. I just sort of used my questing team that I was using in heck and just continued using it. I didn't lose a character. Yeah, it definitely felt like uh, it felt like the chapter where there are multiple bosses at the end yeah and fights. then there was no and boss this was the warm-up fight and then there was actually <laughs> yeah. no right yeah it definitely felt like that boss was like okay now the big guys come in and it's like right. no what do you mean, no, do you mean the over. undercard is the actual fight yeah wait where was the think, where was the main event i think we've turned into the where we're now the rocky oh no we're now the creed right we're the creed now we're not the rocky anymore <laughs> yeah so, thanks, Rondo. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. I hope that uh, they give us some more time to save. It seems like every day I read that community forum, I try not. I try not to put too much weight into every post that comes up there because there's a lot of them. But either the sky is falling because we're getting bad units. The sky is falling because we're getting too many good units. There should be good units every week, or there shouldn't be so many good units. Or <laughs> I can't nah, keep man, up just, anymore. Yeah, all all of it with a grain of salt. Yeah. The games the games dying because they're just throwing units out as fast as possible. The games dying because they're not putting units out as fast as possible. It's like relax, you guys. The Japanese game's on its third year. Relax. Yeah. I think the you know, people are... The internet so, is the internet. Yeah, I just don't understand why why it's so hyperbolic. How long did Record Keeper go on? Seven years. Yeah. And the, the uh, Japanese version is still going strong. Which is a little weird. Yeah, it, it still stings a little. Yeah. They didn't even give you the chance to transfer to Japan, huh? You couldn't couldn't take your stuff from uh, that there, server. There wouldn't have been there wouldn't have been a good way to do it. Oh man, bummer. Well, um, Michael, JJ, did you either of you manage to make it through fantasy football this week? As I begin to lose my voice, and we wrap it up today, are you still alive in the guillotine lake? I am. Uh, it, it seems that. Uh, I think the last cut has been made now. Okay. Uh, okay. And th- therefore that means I will not be cut uh, from that league. Okay. Uh, it just as now, maybe I will like lose in the, pl- in the, like, you know, the, the various like high score run to the end of the season or whatever. Mm. Um, but I had an eminently winnable matchup in my head to head this week. Um, he started a player that got zero. I started a player that got zero. Wow. He had a person who went nuts for 30 points. I had Laporta who went nuts for 25 points. Our, both our defenses did over 15. Like, very winnable, really good. I was down by, like, nine points going into today. And uh, I had Christian Kirk, who caught one pass, hurt himself immediately, and then was out after three points. Oh, Ooh. you got you got tank dealt. But he got three points, right? So <laughs> Instead of zero. Instead of zero, but yeah, uh, not good. The person who got zero was also on the Texans, if that made you feel better uh, on my team. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Considering uh, I played against, not, not for me, I played game. against the Texans guy that got like 38 points because Tank Dell went down. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not, not the year for me in that league, you know, just bad overall. I have yep. injured on my bench, uh, Justin Jefferson. Uh, Kenneth Walker, Aaron Jones, Madison, and James Cook all on buys. So I, just like a <laughs> just a disaster in that league. I went through my roster in the league 
the one league I'm playing in. I went through my roster to mark players I've had since the beginning of the year, not ones that I picked up in week one, just like my drafted roster. Mm-hmm. The only people still on my team from my drafted roster are Tyler Lockett, Amari Cooper, AJ Brown, and Christian McCaffrey. I mean, it's not a terrible core, but that's not a lot. <laughs> it's not the best. I mean, AJ Brown and Christian McCaffrey are about the best. And I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop on those two. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville's quarterback got hurt, supposedly. So, yep. Had oh to be carried off. Even uh, no one is immune. It's not good, man. They got to do something. This is a it major feels particularly year. bad this year, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? I I wonder if someone's already doing a study. Oh, the rule the you know, sounds like the people are motioning or whatever for them to outlaw the the uh the tush push. The what? And have you watched any football? You can't have not seen this. The what? I I the tush push? Is this, am I crazy, Michael? Do you know what I'm talking about? You're going to have to describe it because I probably know what it is. I just am not familiar with the term. Okay. I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. They're at the one yard line. The Eagles specifically all line up and they shove Jalen Hurts over the, over the, you know, the, the one yard to gain. Oh, the bush push. The, it's the, for the USC player. Yeah. No, it's Nate. I mean, no one calls it that because he's not in the league. Uh, but because they're literally pushing his behind, right? Um, it, that that was known for him when he was playing in college, right? That was I that, didn't. That I call think that's that. a Pete. That's a Pete Carroll invention. Uh, I don't know been what a, it been around. Yeah, I think it's been that. around. Yeah, I don't know what the invention is, but it has gotten very popular this year uh, across many NFL teams, not just the Eagles. Everyone is doing it. Hey, we're all pushing each other around. Yeah, um, right. the big but. The big thing I saw this year that seemed to be causing tons of injuries is that hip drop tackle. That is the other one that it sounds like mm-hmm. they're going to try and rule on the the hip drop and the uh, this pushing at the one, basically. Well, it's or funny not because the, the one, hip like pushing the the hip drop tackle is the response to don't touch them below the knees, don't touch them above the shoulders, don't touch, and it's just like, why don't we just play flag football, please? Because it, every every instance of trying to make injuries less is causing more problems yeah i mean you know there's no maybe there's not a safe way to tackle is what you're getting at there uh, maybe i mean it's possible that that's somewhat the answer right like i don't know i'm not trying to be pessimistic and or or what's the other word where people are just like well why don't you just change the game so there's blah, 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 you know like the angry people are like it's not football anymore anyway i'm not trying to be that guy either i'm just trying to say like it seems like every change in the rules they come up with some sort of different way to to throw the body that shouldn't it they shouldn't be doing um in an effort to like still make plays and uh it just seems like it's not working that way well, that's a dour way to end the podcast. <laughs> On that note, <clears throat> if you have different tackle suggestions, email them too. The NFL, we don't care. Yep, uh, there you go. <laughs> Boom. But yeah, you can send us actually good emails to podcast at weweregamers.com. Podcast at weweregamers.com. Podcast at weweregamers.com. Send us emails. Three times. We're also we're also on uh, YouTube. You can go to youtube.com slash at weweregamers. And uh, get all of our, our good episodes right there. Yeah, those are fun. I try. In limited time. Those are you fun. You do try, me. bud. Good job. Yeah. They look good. They, they're, it's nice to have something that you can make in limited time, right? Like, we all have limited time. And uh, it's cool. So, Andy, I didn't I didn't touch on it, but uh, EX Millard actually introduces the uh, HP stock mechanic to the game. What? 
so HP stock. It's it's a mechanic. It's like a shield the, thing, right? Yeah, but it's uh you get a set amount of um of your own HP essentially banked. So your mm-hmm. HP goes up to like 130%, I think is what it is. Oh, and, and so like if as you, get... you take right, as you take damage, it pulls from that 30% first before it pull, starts pulling from your HP bar. So it's like a second HP bar almost. Essentially, yeah. I don't I don't know how they'll show it in graphically, but that's uh that's essentially what it comes down to. It was something that was uh was pretty big in Record Keeper. Other characters do this later and better, I assume. I think so. Yeah, you get you get more characters down the line who have uh, better applications of it. But I know that that's one of the one of the buffs I saw from the from the video is that uh, one of his abilities was changed so that I think one of the HP stock abilities was changed so that at max boost it hits the entire front row instead of just the target. Oh, dang! Yeah, so. Whether or not that makes it, uh, that makes him moves his, uh, his tier of pull versus skip. I don't uh, know, but we'll see. I, I literally at this point have to save for Parcello. There's literally, there's nothing else I can do. What's your count now? Your Ruby count? <clears throat> I'm at like 1200. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Full on save mode. I have to. I, I, as far as I understand it, like of all the units coming for the long haul, Barcelo changes the team so much more than everyone else. Yeah. Um, trying to find the list on my phone of like who's coming. Uh, two seconds, then I'm gonna go. I'm losing my voice again. Yeah. Feel don't it. Let me, don't let me keep you too long. No, that's fine. Um. So let's see, you said Leon's coming? That's the speculation that if we get someone big this month, it'll be Leon. Tier 2. Uh, Eltrix, Tier 2. Sarissa was Tier 2. Sonia comes with Bargello, and she's Tier 2. We just got... Uh, EX Miller's not on the list at all, but he wasn't buffed. And yeah, who's the other EX coming? Loomis. EX Loomis. Not on the list. And also not buffed. So. Um, and of people coming soon. Barcello is A tier. Premier X was A tier. I don't think their Tatlock would be soon. So. Ooh. In-game announcement says we're also getting a Tower of Trials update on Wednesday. Oh, yeah? What's that mean? I'm not sure. They might be adding Elite Tower? I don't know. I barely made it through getting any of the towers done from last the last couple weeks, and I didn't even do Warrior. I did Warrior enough to get the um, ticket, the pull ticket, yeah. mm-hmm. and then I just stopped because I've already gotten the the 5 EX5 on it. Right, so there's no need to do it. It's only for extra items at this point, so I just I'm like until they implement the thing, I'm just going to get warrior for the ticket. It's too annoying. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. <clears throat> and then I think other than Largo and Yanlong, everybody else is done with stones as of this week. Uh, yeah, they are. So, I need to do some EX5s for all the other classes, because I think Warrior's the only one I've done. The speed manipulation in Hunter makes me not want to do it at all. Yeah, you just gotta... It's it's just careful tuning for that fight. And then... um, Oh yeah, Merchant. Is there any tips on Merchant? I feel like I could do Merchant. I haven't everybody... tried it. Oh, you haven't? I was just like, going to say, does everybody need to be 100? But I mean, every, like all of the clues that I see for it are just like, have Roland or have Krauser and win. It's like, well, I don't have either of them, so... What about Apothecary? Apothecary wasn't too bad. Does everybody um, need to be 100 for that one? 
Mm, probably not. Dancer's probably easy with Fjord now, huh? Yes, although they use a lot of AOE. Never mind then. All right, well. But I mean, Fjord does Fjord does a decent physical damage, so is a good pair for Glossom. I probably need to um, focus on working on the ruby stuff anyway. I got to do the dragon to get more rubies. I got to do the entire tower to get more rubies. I got to do all the hell duos to get more rubies. Try and bulk my ruby count up a little bit. Hell duos give rubies, right? Yeah, 200 to fight. Okay, so that's 600 now. 600 if you clear all three, yeah. Yeah, so that's another eight I could add. I'd have 2,000 rubies saved, plus whatever's in the tower and the dragon. Uh, The dragon gives ruby dragon gives you... Oh, no, the dragon board, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of hundred total, almost 200, I want to say, from the dragon board. Yeah, so there you go. I don't know. I hope I'll make it. I haven't even used the X-Prim in anything yet. Yeah. Gotta get her leveled up. I know she's supposed to be good, but I just haven't used her for anything. Yeah. Well, this this last chapter wasn't a good... Uh, <laughs> a good proving ground. You didn't need it for anything. Well, and also, all the big fights that we've had so far haven't needed her either. So it's like... Okay. Yeah, when they when they put out elite tower, we'll have something that'll that'll actually need some some good units for it. So, yeah, it'll be nice to be able to use units. Yeah, some of the fun toys we've been getting. <laughs>